Attention, the movie guys love movies. Any comments about how news outlets are leaving out one of Leonard Nimoy's greatest accomplishments are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right? The two sides of Leonard Nimoy. In the middle of the earth, in the land of Shire, is a brave little hobbit whom we all admire. <laughs> with fight, fuzzy woolly toes, lives in a hobbit hole and everybody That's knows. really him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> All his songs were folk on That's that the album. way it was in the 50s and 60s, yeah. guys. That's the way I grew up. Yeah. Did everybody do a Hobbit Hole song? It feels, feels like I've heard that before. Tom Jones definitely did. <laughs> definitely. Well, that was, yes. He did a, a different kind of whole song, right? No, a whole. He had a whole slew of whole, whole songs. Song. Complete. <laughs> An entire song. Karen, how could you? Not saying. necessarily wholesome. Whole, no, but I, whole I, song. I, I was in a comic book store on the day he died, and I ran into... Uh, um, a friend of the show, uh, oh, I'm blanking on her name. But anyway. Oh, Audrey Kearns. Audrey, Audrey. Yeah. And she was dressed <laughs> like Spock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. tweeted all about this. <laughs> one friend You're finding of the, us out, Beth. We have one friend of the show. <laughs> one friend. And it's Audrey. Thanks, Audrey. No, but she was, of course, dressed like Leonard Nimoy. She had the Nimoy shirt on. And they were playing in the comic book store at Meltdown Comics. They were playing uh, the album. That, there's an album that has Shatner and Nimoy on it. They, they use a little of both or whatever. The best song, if you look it up on YouTube, is Music to Watch Space Girl. By. I was oh, grooving that, on this song. This is I, why I'm so fucked up. <laughs> this is the music I grew up with, novelty songs, I believe. Yes, Novel, like in novelty lounge. Like, novelty songs. Yeah, like tiki lounge type songs. This was this is a good one. See, it's oh, yeah. not the gin at all. <laughs> <laughs> the music. Yeah, but then you, uh, you, you may remember. We have Beth Grant with us. Yes! <laughs> We usually like to make that introduction no. officially, but <laughs> but I want Beth to, to. Do you remember this, Beth? I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. Johnny Cash. That is also, Leonard Nimoy. That's Nimoy. That's Nimoy. This is mind blowing experience for right? me. I didn't know he ever cut a forty-five. Obviously, yeah. and so oh. much of it was full. Four albums. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. He had four albums. <laughs> Beth, here, uh, is your mind ready for end? more for more for more blowing? Oh, awesome. <laughs> Clearly, Star Trek was a side. If he, well, here's what if I he love. Did four albums. Here's what I love about all these guys that made these songs. The theory, the thinking that if you had a choice of a version of this song, you'd get the Leonard Nimoy one, yeah. not the original good one. Like, you know, I could understand if they did like original music, but no, there's a really good version of the song, and then there's Leonard Nimoy's. They were cover artists. Oh, okay. Tribute. 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 Yeah. Well, let me formally welcome everyone to the Movie Showcast, part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire, and we use antlers in all of our decorating. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club and Oasis for Weary Travelers. Now, they don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week on iTunes, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Funny or Die, Pulp Epic, Stitcher, Player.fm, and of course... TheMovieGuys.net, absolutely free. And we encourage you to subscribe, especially on iTunes. And if you do, still... Paul, I need to write this down. How much is that going to be? <laughs> no no charge. Okay. <laughs> We're also on WBAD.net, Internet Radio Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Basically, just search The Movie Guys or The Movie Showcast on the internets and Googles, and we come right up. I am your host for the hardest-working podcast on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Karen Volpe. Dr. Marvin, I'm sailing! I'm a sailor! <laughs> 
Bart Caius. I know I can get the job, but can I do the job? And Adam Witt. <laughs> Who's scruffy looking? Joining us the whole program, you already heard her, is a fantastically prolific actress who has appeared in three best pictures, four if you count Rango, we do. As well as, and we do. I do, as well as 160 plus other projects and can currently be seen on the Mindy Project as Beverly, the receptionist at Mindy Kaling's OBGYN clinic, Shulman and Associates, Beth Grant. Hey! We, our march to getting everybody from Min- the Mindy Project on this show continues. <laughs> we are now up to... Two. 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 That's not bad. It's not a huge cast. It's Coming for good. you, Messina. Well, <laughs> we have. I agree. Yes. We have doubled our number. So that yeah, is that's true. encouraging. Right. Keep that doing that. Encouraging. That's 100% improvement. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing much better. We have a big three film weekend to talk to uh, talk about as we uh, want to fill you in on what's the new, what the newest releases are coming your way. It's what we do. <laughs> and this weekend looks to be like Dev Patel week. Yes. <laughs> As he appears in two films, Woo! Chappie and the second best Grand Budapest Marigold Hotel or something. <laughs> and later in the show... You're telling me we're bankrupt? If we don't close this deal. When you're the little guy taking on the big guy. You're going to go up against me and Dynamic Systems. We're going to be hard to beat. $300. Question up front. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know the answer. Oh, what is it? 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 Uh, she's referring to her notes. Unfinished business. <laughs> yes, yes. That's 300 points Ding. on the board. On the board. Some of these March Davey movies. Franco. Beth takes the lead. Some of these March movies, you have to refer to your notes. <laughs> <laughs> what was this called again? I don't blame you. For the, for the record, Beth, this part of the show was never a contest before. So I'm just... Hey, I like anybody that Wait comes in and makes it one. I, I like it. I see a wallet. I intend to win some money tonight. Beth's going to go all in on Chappie. I'm all in. Somebody My husband's all in to. on Chappie. We watched the trailer. Oh. He leaped off of the sofa and said, Chappie! Oh. I don't know if the filmmakers went all in I on know. Chappie. I think there is going to be a white heterosexual male audience, though, based on my husband's reaction. And your husband mm-hmm. is here, uh, Michael, right? Michael. And my- he's, he's here. Uh, so when you hear... Howling during the chappy preview. <laughs> we hear a honk of approval. Uh, it good. is not a brain mule. It is my <laughs> husband. <laughs> I like it. So unfinished business. Yes, you know the old saying. It's not a comedy until someone gets pepper sprayed, camel toed, or shot in the tits by paintballs. <laughs> well, all these things we can expect if you've seen the trailer. Yes, yeah. but I am actually holding out hope yes. this might be funny. Oh, wait, why? Because in the trailer, zero nut shots. Yeah, they made oh, yeah. up for tit shots. Though, tit with shots. The was there tit shots? Yeah, with paintballs. Well, Vince Vaughn's tits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, not official. Not Man official tits. tits. Man tits. You can't hit women tits in trailers. Were people hitting the head with any objects in this one? Uh, let me look. Anyone again. rendered un- Camel- unconscious? No, in the trailer? no. There was camel toe. Davy was hit. That was in ma- the chest that was mammal toe. That was mammal toe. Mammal toe, because that was man camel toe. Who got hit by a dart? Davey. Franco got hit with a dart. All right. Didn't oh, that's right. Dave Franco did get hit with a dart in the tit. She has a lot of man tit humor. Man tit abuse. I love him. He can do no wrong. Dave Franco. Dave Franco. We want to adopt him. He looks hilarious in this. Because he hasn't been doing as much as James. So this early on, you can already say, can do no wrong. Can do no wrong. Wait a minute. Franco's brother? Yeah. I would really like to see him do a prison movie. Where he is. In a shower. I'm serious. Where he is a prisoner. Because uh, he would not do well in a prison. Go on. Guy, right? <laughs> and he, he gets out, and he uh, has to ride a bicycle down the coast of California. Oh, okay. All right. Let's Bad keep pending. going. Bad Bad pending. Pending. And then <laughs> to rescue his uh, girlfriend from her abusive boyfriend. Ah. This, 
You've thought this out. Uh, or is this yeah. just off the top of your head? It's actually a script that I read that I think he's right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I lost a little bit on the story there. I don't think that's quite right. But I would like to announce we're going into development right now <laughs> with Beth Grant. Beth we're all Grant attached to produce. We're all attached to produce. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that uh, Dave Franco film later. But with three films, we'll we, shouldn't, out. we shouldn't waste uh, any more time here. Let's get on to Chappie right now. If, <laughs> It, it has America jumping off the couches and chairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's uh, jumping off the chair right now. Anyway. If movies have taught us anything about robots, it's that they can't be trusted and they, they will inevitably turn on us and try to destroy us. Apparently, this movie hasn't seen any of those movies. <laughs> Let's inform the masses of what it's about. Here we go, Bart. Because I'm happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never get tired of this song. I love this song. It just makes it go better. Chappie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, spoiler alert, the future sucks. As Neil, as Neil Blomkamp, creator of the sci-fi apartheid analogy District 9 and sci-fi wealth gap metaphor Elysium, brings us a story of a future where police are violent automatons. Don't worry, Selma, you will not be the last film with Ferguson overtones to be snubbed in an award season. In the future, 2016, which may sound like next year, but for a child of the 80s, that is still one crazy futuristic-sounding year. One city, we can only assume Detroit, has dispatched a fully robotic police force that upends criminals quicker than stockholders in a Lockheed Martin can buy their mistress's mansions. But when the creator... <laughs> When the creator of the robots, <laughs> Dion Wilson, played by Dev Patel, programs <laughs> programs one of the robots named Chappie to ask them, what is this thing you call love? <laughs> he sets off a chain of events that may free the humans of their robot captors and bring balance to the force or whatever. It's your typical robot out of water story. And like Paddington, he just wants to be a person and fit in. Kids and parents alike will laugh at Chappie's innocence and enjoy his clever catchphrases. And Sigourney Weaver says, kill him, kill him, bring him to me and kill him. What's that? Basically, Sigourney Weaver. That's her job? That's basically what she says. Kill him. I want that robot dead. Would you kill this? I say, old bean, and I say it like this. Old bean, I'm Chappie. Yeah, I might kill that. Wait. <laughs> I don't like that. may not be a clip. Is that really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Chappie learns about our world the way I did from watching Saturday morning cartoons. And with the knowledge that knowing is half the battle, Chappie sets out to protect the world from stray dogs, downed power lines, getting rides from strangers, and playing hide-and-go-seek in refrigerators. <laughs> but, Paul, will this movie play to sci-fi fans? Well, it also stars Hugh Jackman and Sigourney Weaver, as we mentioned. Well-played movie. <laughs> Now, Hugh Jackman plays a scientist living in a future where mullets have come back into fashion who sets out to destroy Chappie with his own police robot. I don't think we have a clip, but uh, this will do. Please put down your weapon. You have 20 seconds to comply. The mullet is much more horrifying to me. <laughs> he fire. does have, have a mullet. mullet. Oh, my He God. does have a mullet in this movie. It's oh. a party it's in the, the back. Fu- it's it the is. future. Yeah, the future's a party in the, the party back. In the back. <laughs> you know, Paul, I can't wait for him to turn on the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. This movie, like so many sci-fi movies these days, stars plot bot Sigourney Weaver, as we mentioned, who, who can always be counted him, on to, to show up and explain the plot. The scouts are a huge success. Stop worrying about these pet projects. But this time around, it looks like she's getting some help from plot bot Anderson Cooper. The deployment of the planet's first robotic police units became the focus of the world in 2016. 
Drop your weapons. You're under arrest. <laughs> Vincent Moore is a former soldier. The problem with artificial intelligence is it's way too unpredictable. The scout's creator, Dion Wilson, sees a rich future. Anderson's years of working on CNN make him the perfect guy to give detailed accounts of fictitious events. <laughs> Chappie stands for Computer Advanced Person with Programmable Intelligence Experience. Chappie. No, actually, Chappie is just a name like Bart. Brave and really terrific, Bart. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chappie. Beth, you're not clapping at the well, prospect was, of Chappie coming to a theater near you. I was actually thinking of when I was a fat kid in the South in the summer when it was humid, I would get Chappie between my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, where my head was. That can happen. Honest that, to gosh. That's going to have, have to happen to Chappie but, if he's going to be a real human. My right. husband will be in the theater paying good money. Our good money, honey. I got you covered. <laughs> right there. Adam's wallet. <laughs> but Chappie not, doesn't stand for anything, right? I, I, it doesn't. I've been watching this trailer. There's no... Associate. Why do they call him Chappie? He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's a good chap. Not because of his lips or anything like that? Did we make a Burt's Bees joke already? I've missed that. Well, she did talk about her thighs, so I don't know. He did sound British. I mean, that funny little voice, if that was his voice. It's Copley. I love voice. Here's the thing about artificial intelligence that kind of kills me. The other day I was writing a text, and I was talking to Siri, and I told her, I wanted her to say, that would da-da-da, whatever. And she decided I said Beowulf. Yeah. You, 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 I think <laughs> you let said, me tell you about that bitch. What? Right. Let me tell <laughs> you about that bitch. I've almost, I've almost driven off the road because of her. I, <laughs> you're not Beowulf. supposed to text. You're supposed to talk, right? right? Pretty soon you're going, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I get so insulted. I that you, you know. <laughs> Why would I say Beowulf? Whoever Why would anyone says say that Beowulf? ever. Yeah. Never. No one. Are you referring to an ancient text? No. <laughs> no. A road. <laughs> yes, I fight with my Siri, too. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't care for her. I don't like her at all. Uh, I, if I ever run into her in Dark Alley, she's out of here. <laughs> I'm tough tonight. Matter of time. Ah, matter I had uh, Novocaine this morning. <laughs> you can take a sock in the jaw, right? <laughs> matter of time till Siri becomes more than just a voice? Like becomes a walking, talking robot person. She should become the house. Sigourney Weaver that she can uh, narrate your day and and, and I get you know what you're doing. Hanson. I mean, you know, I'm uh -huh. across the street for her. She's, Absolutely, mm. she'd be a good one. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have an iOS that lives with you, I think they I, cast her very well. I think you're right. <laughs> listen, listen to Beth throwing out the terminology in iOS. <laughs> iOS. Hundred two still kicking. <laughs> what? what does it? What's iOS stand for? Your uh, operating system. Oh, iOS. Oh, yeah. you, didn't, you thought I was talking about Iowa? <laughs> I don't know. what I thought it was like some sort of AI. You didn't know what an iOS was? Um, well, I know what OS is, an operating yeah. system. Oh, okay. So you didn't see The her. I is apples. You oh, didn't okay. see her. Who her? The movie Her. I did. Oh. That's an uh, iOS? Yeah. What her? about the R-O-U-S's? I don't know about I think that. About, okay, it's a different movie. <laughs> the of news That's the Ruskies. Ross. I don't believe they exist. Oh. Mm. All right, so, so were you quoting Sigourney Weaver to, to kill? Is that from the trailer? Yeah, you were like, uh, she wants that robot dead. Yeah, her and <laughs> Hugh Jackman are are the bad. Yeah, Hugh Jackman's a bad guy, which is hard to get behind. Guys. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I'm shocked to see a movie. I come think a out. lot of people get behind Hugh, Hugh Jackman. 
Not if he's a bad guy. Zing. What? I think. Uh, I wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Been there, done that, right, Beth? Okay. <laughs> what? There are a lot of all right. See, Paul's uh, just trying to have a show, Beth. Paul's just trying to do a show. I I so ar- it's getting so warm in here. All this mature humor. <laughs> we've determined. I'm, do you have the vapors? Well, mature is one word for it. Do you, have you know what the vapors really are? Yep. Gas. Yeah, you, get, you oh, know that, what? As a Southern Belle, I can tell you that is what they were talking about when they say to shit. They don't mean the faint. No, they get farty. Yeah, and well, it was it, and it was brought on by the corsets that they would wear. Yeah, they would oh. eat. He's yeah, they would eat. He wears because a lot was, of corsets. Well, I like to you know maintain my hourglass figure. <laughs> That's why they always say, I got the vapors. I have oh, they just needed a yeah, yeah, leave the room. Oh, yeah. oh, but that's so much less dainty than I got the vapor. If you hear right. them fart right after it, it, it changes the whole thing. <laughs> I know. I got the vapors. We worked in a Victorian <laughs> mansion, and we were told it, was, it meant there was going to be fainting. Well, All this they time, probably we didn't want about... to talk about farting at Mrs. Oh. Astor's house. Uh, yeah, we, we called did. it whooping, actually, whooping? in the South. Whooping. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah. a little little nicer. That's than... nicer than Where are you from? blowing yes. Uh, all over the South. Oh, good. Excellent. Was he an was army brat? Or they're still worn out for your arrest? <laughs> Daddy was. <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, let's not narrow it down, all right? I wouldn't say that that is an untrue statement. <laughs> I wouldn't say that it was a true statement. But you don't mean Cuba, do you? Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the South. <laughs> Daddy was always looking for a brighter day. He was not in the army, but we, I was born oh. in Alabama. Actually, Sand Mountain, foothills of Sand Mountain, Appalachia, and uh, yeah. but the family's from Lagrange, Georgia, West Point, Georgia. Lived in Atlanta, Charlotte, Wilmington, North Carolina. Wow. Went to school at ECU, alma mater of Sandra Bullock and Kevin Williamson. Oh, ECU is that that ECU, movie with Pirates? Uh, oh, okay. yeah, it's an operating system. Go Pirates! <laughs> it's an artificial <laughs> intelligence. It's an operating system for <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody literally asked me once, East Carolina is that a state? Well, they're probably from well, North Carolina. There's a north and a south. Yeah. North, south, wow. no east or west. No east, yeah. Wow. Our youth. I hope it was youth. Yeah. Back Could to have been adult in the south. <laughs> Captain Phillips. De- here we go. Let's talk more about Dev Patel Week. Right. It continues with the second oh, best that. exotic Marigold Hotel, hmm. which employs a radical new way to name sequels. Just imagine how much easier it would be if Ghostbusters 2 was named the second best Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, I've mentioned Ghostbusters, so why don't Paul you help Bob, me out with Paul this? Here right we now. go. <laughs> While I haven't seen the first movie, I have seen the porn film The Best Erotic Marigold Hotel. Oh, no. And it's full of British sex, very polite, with breaks for tea and East Enders. Oh, you ever get an East Ender? <laughs> Give her the old East Ender. (laughs) When last we left the secondhand multicolored Spotted Owl Hotel, (laughs) the building had brought together a group of septuagenarians who preferred the smell of India to Fort Lauderdale for their retirement years. (laughs) With the first best erotic, exotic Marigold Hotel filled up with a bunch of old people that refused to die, Co-managers Muriel and Sonny have dreams of expansion, while Norman and Carol navigate the swirling waters in an exclusive relationship. Ew, old people sex. Also, Madge juggles two very eligible suitors. Ew, more old people sex. Then, a recent arrival named Guy Chambers finds a muse in Sonny's mother for his novel. Ew, old people musing. (laughs) (laughs) To say this is the second best exotic Marigold Hotel movie is probably the most accurate statement in movie history. Right behind the empire strikes back because the empire quite literally did strike back 
Now, Dev Patel. Okay. Thank you. Okay, enough. Returns as the hotel owner who renovated the hotel from abandonment to a huge success in this memorable scene. Okay, that might be from Revenge of the Nerds, but either way. It's inspiring. It's a montage. It is yes. a montage. A cleaning yeah, montage. I could just see people sweeping. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> the second best schizophrenic parrot hotel has already won awards for Britishiest casting by employing the talents of... Oh, all of them. Okay, wait a minute. Around the room, people. Name some British people. Um, Go. Uh, Judy Dench. Yep. Uh, Maggie Smith. Very British. Yep. Uh, Bill Nighy, but not the science guy. He he's there too. Uh, Benedict Tuppen, Tuppence, Governor Bollocks, Cockfosters. Uh, unfortunately, he couldn't return because of a commitment to Furious Five. Uh, oh, I bet that spoiled a lot of their casting. <laughs> Furious Seven. Seven, yeah. yeah. That's all right. You're behind. You're not watching. You're I'm not, not watching them. them. Yeah. Wait, wait. Maggie Smith is in this. Now that means uh-huh. she's reunited with her Downton Abbey co-star Penelope, Penelope Wilton. Wilton. Yes. yes. Those two need to make a road movie. <laughs> now, of course, this movie will no doubt come out to the usual critic complaints of Hollywood. Sequel machine and how the studios have run out of ideas, choosing to make a sequel to Transformers or The Fast and the Furious or The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel instead of some original idea. Well, I assume those critics were vocal in their praise of last month's non sequels Jupiter Ascending, <laughs> Seventh Sun, and The Lazarus Effect. Where were you, critics? <laughs> Where were you? There you go. That's, that's the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel or whatever we care to call it. I wish it were the Grand Budapest Hotel because I'd see that again. Oh, I love that. Movie. I do I'd need love to see that, that movie. Again. Let's just I've talk about it. that. Did you see that, Beth? <laughs> seen it a few times. I've oh. seen it a couple yeah. times. We loved it. Doesn't it get better and better? It, it does. I mean, it's, it's, it's so stunning. thick. The first time through, you're like, uh, I just kind of turned my brain off a little bit and was like, eh, pretty fun stuff. Because yeah. because it just that that plot, you just can't make and sense. Every of performance it. is fantastic. <sighs> Everybody's yeah, good. I, is it me or does Ray Fiennes feel like he's been in every Wes Anderson movie? I know. But this is how is this his first? <laughs> I felt like he just what? had. Yeah, is it his first. That's his first Wes Anderson oh, movie. Yeah, that is shocking. I would have right. Felt, yes, uh, right at home. Right at yeah, home. Right yeah. at home. I just uh, always told these guys that it reminds me. Wes Anderson movies remind me of a comforter because you know oh. what you're going to get, and they look like a giant beautiful cupcake. Whenever you see the movie, and I just think that when I go in there, I'm like, I know what I'm going to get from a Wes Anderson movie, and he delivers. That's the thing, you know. I, I always, I always said these new Hobbit movies. I'm like, you know what? It's my chance to go back to a place I feel like I spent yeah. some time in college. You know, like yeah. <laughs> I spent some time in this town. These, are, this isn't the best experience you can have in the Hobbiton or whatever, or all the, the Middle <laughs> Earth. But you know, I'll go hang out there for two more hours. But like Wes Anderson's world, he invents this world, and all his movies take place in his little world. I love visiting. It. Yeah, it's just great to like take a little trip to Wes Andersonville. <laughs> I would like to point out that uh, in his movie, he also has senior sex. Ah, he does. That's true. There is so some senior perhaps sex. Perhaps the uh, you know something to think about. Your so, prejudice about senior sex. Yeah, what's going on with you and senior until you sex? tried it? <laughs> Eventually, I, you'll have, I have to try it. Talking out of experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm talking outside of experience. I will admit. Older women are beautiful lovers. They understand. I could go. Oh, on. is that a That's is that a letter D Morse? Letter D Morse. I like your I like your cover better. Oh, very we'll good. have to sing like Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> right, listen, with a cast of elderly people, we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't goof on them. Okay, right, we won't. Right. Don't but cast us instead, versions. We'll 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 
We'll play to You'll them. hit somebody with those right. aspersions. We'll, That's right. We'll, we'll play to them and expand our viewing audience. I think right. we can do that with another round of Borscht Belt Movie Reviews. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying the hotel caters to old people, but you ask for a wireless connection, they bring you a transistor radio. <laughs> These old people are so cantankerous that even though their food is filled with cumin and turmeric, they still think their diet's too bland. And that there's not enough shuffleboard. <laughs> they actually cut the big Hollywood Bollywood dance number. They feared Bill Nye might break a hip. I'm not saying the filmmakers know their audience, but the actors wear name tags and yell a lot. Hey, tip your waitress and try the waitress to tip your veal. Hey, <laughs> All right, get out of here. That was ridiculous. <laughs> I love the first screen. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was Judy Dench's my favorite thing she's ever done. I did like yeah. her on this. Yeah. Wonderful. Have you not seen Mrs. Brown? Miss. I like Mrs. Brown too. Mrs. Brown. Yeah, Mrs. Have Brown's you not seen Goldeneye? <laughs> <laughs> kind of a big fan of Goldeneye myself. But I thought in Miracle she showed a vulnerability I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. I, I really will say did. this. Dude, they're all good. They're all locks. I mean, you put this cast together. Just how much cast. directing does John Madden have to do? Not much. You know, mm. uh, Bill Nye, so fabulous, was in Rango, and I got to do a scene with him. The way we shot Rango was very interesting because we had a sound stage, we had props, costumes, and we shot it. It wasn't oh. just green street. Wait a minute. Oh, really? You wear yeah. costumes? Because we yeah. have a theory here in the Admirals Club that all animated movies are shot in your pajamas. Yeah, that's a, that used to be the way. Oh, okay. so Gorbaninsky <laughs> came along and had this idea that it didn't make sense to him. He wanted to do this movie. He wanted to do it animated. And he, he only knew how to relate to actors. So we were all together. So you oh, know, wow. I got to work with Johnny Depp, Bill Nye. Bill Nye got there. First of all, I love that he was worried about the lines. All great actors. <laughs> the truth that actors never want to admit. But the truth is, we are all worried about the lines. Damn it! I agree. They said <laughs> we never want to. We never want to admit it, though, right? Because our cousin comes up to us after a show and says, "How did you learn all those lines?" But the truth is, it <laughs> is like got through it. Yeah. Even yeah. Peter O'Toole, that would they said that was always his thing. Like, where, do you know the jokes? Do you know the jokes? Referring to the lines, Bill Nye was worried. But then when he hit the set. He did this take as the snake, and he mm. weaved his way through all of us perfectly. <laughs> Gore Vibinsky came over and gave him a slight little note. He made the adjustment, and he's out of there. Professional, just mm. the best. But you're reading that script, right? No. You had to be memorized. I'm getting oh, that. You had to be off they, book? Yeah. We wow. call that off book. <laughs> we were off Industry book. Term. Wait, for an animated so movie, an, you were off cool. book. How, how disappointing. Wow. Animated movie, yes. you would be off book. <laughs> I mean, it was an unusual situation. Yeah, he but... really wanted to shoot the scenes, and then he did the animation and the movements after our real movement. Oh, wow. Your, your payoff, cool. uh, pay though, tons of box office. Best animated film Oscar. Yep. Yeah, and also that? it's a really good movie. Like it's and it's a unique movie. It, it, it's like it, Hunter it, Thompson. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It is Hunter Hunter Thompson. Yeah, the, as as a gecko or, or right, uh, a gecko. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 He does so, his Hunter Hunter S. Thompson voice for it, doesn't? Well, he does a few, I think, for it. But yeah. Johnny Depp. Yeah, he always does his Hunter S. Thompson. Well, that's true. That's true. Once he slipped into Hunter, he never quite came back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to our final film of the big weekend. Good news, kids. There's a new Tom Wilkinson movie out this week. Nice. Kids, get excited. Uh, Adam, let's tell everybody about Unfinished Business. Unfinished Business. Sounds to me like it should be the name of the next Stallone and Schwarzenegger mashup. Get to the chopper! Unfinished Business. Instead, it's a film about... 
business. Are you picturing a Schwarzenegger comedy? <laughs> like a DeVito, right? DeVito and Schwarzenegger? Yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm trying to visualize. You, 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 you brought it up. Now I'm, now I'm focused on it. Now that's I, what you want to see. <laughs> Have you recently been diagnosed as having a snork deficiency? Well, Vince Vaughn has just what the doctor ordered. Unfinished business is the latest opportunity for Vince Vaughn to make it look like he's making up as he goes along. In Unfinished Business, Vince Vaughn plays Dan Trunkman, the owner of a small business that's struggling because it's run by Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> Never plays geniuses, right? No. <laughs> when he finally gets the opportunity of a lifetime, Dan must play adult to his other two employees, the burned-out Timothy McWinters, played by Dev Patel. Sorry. He's not in this. Oh, he's not oh. in this. Uh, no, it's Tom Wilkinson playing the old bee and playing the new bee is the dipshit's dipshit Mike Pancake, played by Dave Franco, the Chris Penn of Franco's. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's fair to either Chris Penn or no? Dave Franco. Let's try that again. Oh, okay. Dave Franco, the Liam Hemsworth of Franco's. Again. Uh, the Stephen Baldwin of Franco's. Again. The Goodrich Tires of Franco's. We'll go with that. <laughs> Basically, if Vince Vaughn is the mature one, then you know you're in trouble. And trouble is what they find as they're off to Germany to close a big deal. But not only does wackiness ensue, it seems to literally follow these guys with unplanned stops at a massive sex fetish event and a global economic summit. Although, to be fair, in Europe, those two things are often one and the same. Now, this is good news, because Vince Vaughn movies succeed in direct proportion to the number of situations Vince has to talk his way out of. And Adam, you should see this. Remember, keep uh, your ticket when you do for the movie so we can expense this preview. Oh, good. Yeah. Hey, seriously, though, thank, yeah. the, thank the gods for Vince Vaughn, Seth Rogen, and Judd Apatow. Can you imagine what comedy would be like without these people? Grown Ups 3. Ooh. And that brings to a close this thought exercise. <laughs> I still say Vince Vaughn should have been in the interview. Did you see the interview? He would have been great in that. Yes. I think Franco was flailing a little bit in that. I would like to have seen uh, Vince Vaughn. I think that oh, whole. Oh, I thought he was great. I love the interview. Yeah, I love. I like oh, the I love too, the movie. I yeah, thought, James was great. I thought Vaughn would have handled that a little better. I don't know. Been Just, a different film. Yeah. Yeah, it was a strange uh, part for Franco. I, it, I wonder if it's one of those things. They, they did this for uh, Pineapple Express where they switched roles so that Seth Rogen was not the stoner and Dave, and, uh, and Franco was. But I think, I think Pineapple Express would have been better if they hadn't. But I think that I think this one too. I think maybe Seth Rogen should have played the other guy. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're that already not talking about unfinished business. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Well, yeah. But this movie, I love Vince Vaughn. He reminds me of Bill Murray in a lot of ways. He has a he lot of the same qualities. He is kind of the new Bill Murray. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and he's cute and likable. But this movie just screams dodgeball. I really see it. The whole idea of the sex fetish. I mean, remember where they got the uniforms and they got confused with sex fetish uniforms. Mm. And then the blonde chick is very similar to the blonde chick that he had to win over in Dodgeball uh, to get yeah. her on their side. And then she helped them all win. There's a lot of parallels to this movie in Dodgeball. If you're saying Vince Vaughn makes the same movie over and over, That's you what I'm might saying. not be far off. It <laughs> also might not be a bad but thing. But I love that because I love those movies. No, but you're right because you, you love Bill Murray. I mean, he's mm -hmm. Bill Murray yeah. leads the pack of scrubs and stripes and right. other movies. To, and they, they, exactly. They, they somebody exert little together. effort and win everything. Yeah. Well, I like the fact that Vince isn't the the reason everything's going wrong because I've seen a couple of movies where he's just intentionally making things difficult. Mm. And I really like him in the movie Made with John Favreau, but the way that is written and the way it's done, he just goes out of his way to be confusing and complicating and and you know make things difficult. Here it seems like he's trying to solve a problem, and what's 
funny about Vince is when he's trying to solve a problem and he can't. Yeah. I mean, I think the internship, that's where that went wrong, yeah. too. Like, they were sort of uh, flubbing. And, yeah, being a cut-up just to make things difficult. Yeah. No. Just spend a little effort, crack your jokes, win the day anyway. Did that's, anybody that's see how... the internship? I never saw it. Yeah, I did. Dave did Patel was in that. I saw parts of it. Dave Patel was in it? Wasn't he? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're so dumb. And isn't it supposed to be a more sensitive side of him? Mr. Vaughn. This movie? This, this one? This movie. That's oh. what I heard. Oh, I Yeah, like that's that. what I'm feeling. Well, I'm, he's, I the res- yeah, he's the responsible adult in this one, which is which is funny. But uh. And if you haven't yet, <laughs> go online and just search unfinished business stock footage. They took, uh, the, the cast took photos that you can use, you can use as stock photos from like office work. Like if you oh, need an office amazing. stock photo, it's all them posed and it's <sighs> completely cheesy. That's great. And there's like awesome. seven or eight of them. They're all standing there with their arms folded, smiling. You know, if you Why need that shot of your- Why do they do that your... with comedy all the time? It seems like they think it's supposed to be bright colors and cheesy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. To sell comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not my favorite comedies. Are they yours? Well, this no. this they're doing a parody of Mm-mm. business, so that's probably why. I did write a sitcom called Bright and Cheesy, so I'm going to have to go. <laughs> now I'm going to have to go rework that, Beth. <laughs> that's the two cops, right? There's Bright, bright and Cheesy. Cheesy is the dog, and Bright is going to be he's going to be retiring soon, so he has one more day in the job. What Officer is it, Mike Bright. <laughs> what is it, Cheesy? There's someone in the well. Uh, that's good. Now what kind of comedy? Uh, True Detective, right? He's the next lead on True Detective. Oh, that's Detective. right. Vince Vaughn is? Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. That'd be great. I With love With Colin that. Farrell, I believe. Mm. Oh, my God. That's good. Not Colin Firth. I heard Colin Firth. Not Colin Farrell. Farrell will be okay, but I heard Colin Firth. They both Beth, have accents. Beth, do you like darker comedies, did you say? You're, yes. You were just saying, yeah. So what, I happen what, to be your... opening in a dark comedy this very weekend as oh, well. One not really? mentioned in the heretofore introduction. We are yet to come. It's all <laughs> <good>. <laughs> I, I believe I, on the script it says Beth Foolery is coming. Beth Foolery right here is coming. <laughs> That's perfect segue. All right, fine. Let off Tom Foolery. Let's get to some so Beth we'll Foolery. <laughs> as we devote the next part of our show to our special guest, a prolific actor who can currently be seen on the Mindy Project on Fox Tuesdays at 9.30. Yep. And also seen in the new film, Faults, yeah. opening in limited a release. comedy. It's okay. This weekend. It's also a psychological thriller. It'll be everywhere on iTunes. Only really demented but, people will be But laughing. a funny one. It's not right. This is your segment now, so we're, we're going on to you. Are you going to see Unfinished Business? No. No. You need it to be darker. I, well, I'll, I will watch it at home. I'll I'll do the uh, download or the iTunes or, but I gotcha. won't go to the theater to see it. Well, speaking of downloading from iTunes, tell us about faults. Yes, well, we're also opening in theaters. Yes, actually, uh, we're going to be at the Los Feliz Three. Ah, and good theater in a few theaters across the country. Probably the Sunset Five. It's usually some of the limited releases. Only uh, Los Feliz Three. Oh, okay. Los Angeles. So it's yeah, there's a, a website. It's been in about a dozen cities. Yeah, I think. about yeah. a dozen. New York. Um, it's uh, Mary Elizabeth Winston and Leland oh, Orser. You yeah. know Leland Orser? Always a great character actor. I did it. So I looked him up. And of course you do. He's in everything. He's in everything. And you know who he is, but you don't know the name. He's and one it, of my like, people. Hopefully it changes. <laughs> the yeah. character actors. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I am her mother. I'm Mary Elizabeth Winston's mother. And I hire him. He's a, a cult authority on how to uh, deprogram people that have been taken by cults. Ooh. And so we hire him. Chris Ellis plays my husband. And he kidnaps her, and the fun begins there. I, I kind of I watched the trailer with Paul, and I like the fact that I mean, obviously, I don't know what happens in the movie, but I start to see that she starts to gain the power. She starts to get more status 
Wow, that seems really exciting. She's really great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Very sexual, very like smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Adam very, likes it already. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's so she's, gorgeous. She's pretty really attractive. Hot. I know Adam Pally said, oh, she's got such a butt. Well, look at her talent. She's so great. But she's, um, yeah, I think this is a, a really good performance from her. And Leland, too. Everybody's great in it. Lance Reddick is in it. Who? Lance Reddick from... Uh, one of the prison movies. Don't tell me. Oh, prison movies. <laughs> no, The Wire. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Tall African American actor, very handsome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a main character in The Wire, right? One of the, I never saw The Wire. Okay. Isn't no. that terrible? There's so people haven't. It's, it's the so big guilty good, one. I've heard so that it's much. like the best television yeah. show ever. But it always scared me a little bit. <laughs> it's but. a thick show. I watched Boy, the pilot. I was it. told to continue. I no, will, we've I will gotten that far. Point. Well, once Better Call Saul finishes, we'll be able to do that. And of course, Boy, we have to watch. Good, isn't, isn't that it? good? I love it. We watched it last night, and I had to. I always have to end up tweeting a line from the show. I think the last one um, I tweeted was about, uh, "Hey Chuck, something or other, your space blanket." And then last night was, "Hey buddy, I'm not the one with a filthy toilet. A sex toilet. A sex toilet." <laughs> The sex toilet was amazing. Well, Peter Gould, one of the creators, oh. I did one of his 480 master's thesis films at USC. Oh, cool. And we've been watching him, you know, grow mm-hmm. and go and do all these. And now he's I could see show. you show up on one of those shows. You have that sensibility. It seems like you could be in one of those dark shows. where Oh, it yeah. Goes... Well, I've done a lot of dark stuff. Yeah. You know, and I, I like it. I mean, you know, as I get older, I tend to want to be happy most of the time. Let's play that song again. <laughs> <laughs> Chaffy. Chaffy. But I'm, I'm still chappy. attracted to it. I, I do find it. Because that's life. Absolutely. So, uh, so you, I, I think IMDb has 183 projects listed wow. for you, which is a lot. But the, the uh, um, and a lot of times it's like a single episode of a show and stuff. I mean, you've been on like every show, but it's so cool. The mini project is the, uh, is your first like regular role, well, right? No, I've been a regular before. Oh, you have? But, okay. Uh, not for many years. Yeah. I hadn't, uh, I was, uh, the last time I was a regular was on a show called Delta with Delta Burke. Delta oh. Burke. And it was also at Universal and I was pregnant with my daughter who's now 22. So that's how long ago it was. <laughs> I almost delivered Mary on stage 44. <laughs> oh, wow. I was actually in uh, labor when we were taping. So oh my God. that was a very exciting day. And they worked around your pregnancy belly? Yeah, they did. They hit cool. it with costumes. Eduardo Castro, who's a good friend of our designer on Mindy, Sal Perez. It's a small, wonderful world at Universal. That's cool. Yeah. Nobody, and people in the people that were working on the show didn't know I was pregnant. Michael said it. Well, my husband, Michael, my hubby with the laugh. Give us this a laugh. Guy. Hey! <laughs> uh, it was Chewbacca. <laughs> he said one day, he said, you look thinner now than you did before you were pregnant. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you know, uh, that. But Is that yeah, the right th- thing to say? No. <laughs> but it was really cool because uh, they announced it to the audience. It was a live audience taping that I was in labor, but I was going to try to get through one taping. And they introduced Michael and he's oh my God. <laughs> in his sperm or waving. Like, you know? <laughs> did he have it in a jar or something? Were you in pain? Like, why well, you- every 20 minutes I would have a labor pain. But it wasn't too... The first stage of labor is really not that bad. Okay. Then and later it, it was 
very painful. But it was your first baby, so first how baby. do you do The first stage yeah. of labor won't interrupt a take. Uh, it's yeah. the second it's one that really starts to affect your performance. I had to leave after the first. <laughs> Did they take you in an ambulance to the hospital? No, it wasn't. It was, again, I could handle it until about 2 in the morning, and then I became uh, the exorcist. Oh. I was. I would say to Michael, help me, help me, and then he'd come over and say, get away from me, get away from me. <laughs> you hear those stories about the person with the flu who's acting between vomiting. They go run off stage, they puke, they come back on stage, oh, to be or not, they go back and they vomit. It is uh, interesting. And now uh, we have a labor story. It's yeah, very pain similar. goes away. There's something between action and cut or walking on a stage, mm-hmm. your theater actress, that everything disappears except for channeling that character. It's just like my greatest drug. It's the best drug. I, I get stressed out in regular life, but if I'm on stage and I know exactly what's going on and then something goes wrong, I'm totally fine. Yeah. But like in real life, if something goes wrong, I'm like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to stand. Where do I cross? Uh, I can't have something go wrong. Yeah, I love that. I was suicidal once because I couldn't decide between a shower and a bath. Right. one of those days. Somebody you know, needs to tell I you. I just want to die. <laughs> Look, there's no blocking for my bathroom here. I, I, do I stand? Do I? No, there's no motivation. What, what, someone tell me where to go. It says enter, stand at sink. I, what? what? What's this toothbrush you Tell for? me to lie in the bath. I know I'm taking a bath. Right. So, stand, I'm taking a shower. Right. Somebody tell me what to do. I want to Die! <laughs> Let's kill myself and get it now over. Now you started. Um, I went to a workshop at SAG Foundation, I think, and uh, you were speaking, and you said that you got discovered doing a show at the Amundsen, doing a play. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was discovered as much as after pleading and groveling and sure. begging for so many years. They right. said, "What? Did you say something?" I don't know. <laughs> but I did get uh, what I consider my first big break was uh, at the Amundsen doing Picnic with Gregory Harrison and Jennifer Jason Lee. Hmm. And then she got me an audition for a movie she was doing, and I got it with, cool. that was directed by John. Oh my gosh, his name's. It'll come back. It'll come back. Mm-hmm. I have to be gentle with myself. Jennifer Jason Lee movie? Hmm. John movie? Stockwell was directing. It was go. called Undercover. She played a high school oh. uh, cop that went undercover in a high school. Oh, the, and I was the, her the teacher. 21 Jump Street of her. I remember my first line. Oh, what is that? Yeah. Miss LaRue, get rid of the gum. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Uh, and the rest is history. Uh, With authority. Was that like an after-school special type thing? or was, no, that was a like feature. A, it was, oh, that was a do you remember the studio, Canon Studios? They were making million-dollar movies. Oh, yeah. And, yes. So I this was a like Canon, Canon right feature. Canon. Oh, my God. There it is. Oh, my God. We have a Richard Chamberlain, King Solomon Mines poster. We have the King poster. Solomon Mines poster up in the uh, wow. studio. And Paul, what was that? it supposed to be? King it's David fantastic. with Richard Gere. But <laughs> who's in a movie this week? I love that that's there. That's <laughs> but, boy, I, I got to tell you, man, is that a, is that a great... Rip off of Raiders. Of Raiders loved art. That poster art. You can even see Sulla and everybody over there. Yeah, yeah, all the paint. And you can tell that this is the the exact yellow to red ratio in the Raiders logo, except flopped. Look at that. And And it does everything. Instead of the snakes. (laughs) Oh, there's a snake. They even have a snake. They got the plane. plane. And the guys on the side. They have three different bad guys. Enough brown. And of course, Sharon Stone. And Sharon Stone. Yeah. And Richard Chamberlain? That's him. As wow. King Solomon. Or the guy that goes to the mind. Alan I don't know. Quartermain. That's <laughs> Alan Quartermain. Yes, Alan Quartermain. That's hysterical. Let's jump ahead to uh, uh, Mini Project because Adam said that you're a regular on there, but that's not how it started. Yes. Uh, no, I was a guest star, and uh, I 
loved her on The Office. I thought she was hilarious. And I, I didn't watch The Office every single week, but the times that I would see her, I, I thought she was special, and I wondered who she was. And I heard about this, and they called me into audition. And, you know, at this stage of the career, you kind of hope you'll get offers, but you don't always. And you go, you have to suit up and show up. And But I did have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Uh, but it was perfect for Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> I went in with That's a little That's what you got cast as, right? Yeah. <laughs> And, That's what uh, they needed. So it, yeah, so I did the guest star and had a blast. And, and I, I think you break her nose in that episode. I break yeah, her so nose. Yeah, so I didn't think I would be back. And, you know, <laughs> it, I get fired. It was called hiring and firing. I didn't think that I would be back. And uh, then a few weeks later, they called and they asked me to come and do another guest star as the character. And they weren't sure how they were going to bring me back. And then we shot it, but then they ended up cutting it out. And then they called again and wanted me to come back as a guest star. And I came home one day, uh, saw all these messages from my agent, called her, and she said, they want you to be a regular. Oh, that's, oh, that's awesome. great. So crazy. That just doesn't happen in Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. That, and well, with that creative accrue, I mean, that, that creative accrue, I mean, everybody is, is, is there, is, oh, you know, so many writers who are acting. The and, best you know, comedy Mindy writers and in and, town, uh, yeah. and just, and Mindy herself. And I had really fallen in love with her. I what and I too, I didn't know about Mad T V. I hadn't I mean I knew about Mad T V but I didn't hadn't seen Ike. And I thought he was just a guest star. I didn't realize he was already signed on as a writer, producer and a regular. Uh but I saw some of his comedy and I went over to him and whispered to him and I said, Listen, I'm a Nazi about comedy and I just want you to know you're good. <laughs> Ever let anybody else tell you otherwise. You remember I said that. He goes, oh, thank you, thank you. And of course, later I find out he's had this huge body of work, second city, magic. Oh my God, I was so embarrassed. But I believed in the kid. I you have was, a good eye. He was going to go all the stick way. Stick around on this show. Yeah, you should stick around. They should have you back. Keep making with the funny. But that is two great stories for an actor here. One, that you did a play and managed to translate that into something. And yeah. you started not as a regular and became a regular. Became a regular. It's very encouraging. You never know. Well, here's the spooky thing about it. I saw um, one scene, Mindy, laid on the floor, which I just thought was, oh, yeah. That's that be- what became we a do. recurring thing. Mm-hmm. It, and it, this was the first episode. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I just saw her do that. And I remember I was in the, worked in the Jimmy Carter campaign in 1976. And I remember the head. You do know a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> you do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> I think you're done. That part's done. <laughs> very good. Very quick. You may have a talent. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Keep that up. There you go. <laughs> but the, I remember going into the this big honcho in the campaign into her office, and she was lying on the floor. <laughs> and later, when I had an office, I would lie right? on my yeah. floor occasionally, but I had never seen it in a movie or a television series. Yeah. And I saw her do it, and I went, oh, she's a genius. She's a genius. Well, my friend Octavia Spencer, I know I'm name-dropping, but I nice. adore her. While you're here. We had nice. done a play together. We encourage it. And she had done a vision board. And on the vision board, she had put meeting Oprah Winfrey, meeting President Obama, uh, meeting Meryl Streep, and a little statue. And she had taken this vision board and put it in her closet, forgotten about it. Mm. Two years later, everything on that board came true. Every single thing. And she kept telling me, you need to do a vision board. And I said, I don't know. seems like a little, uh, I'm afraid of what I might want, you know. I I can make something happen, but I can't Mm. always make it work out. And so I, I don't know if I want what I want. You know, I'd rather oh, get what the universe brings to me. You start small. Cheese sandwich. <laughs> Six pack of root beer. <laughs> little something, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. little something, something. <laughs> 
But anyway, I came home from work that day and I was all exhilarated. I said, my God, she's a genius. She's so funny and she's really created the show and she's really the producer and she's a great actress. I can't believe it. I just, I want to support her voice. And there was the Emmy magazine with her picture on the cover. Mm. So I told my class, go get me a piece of cardboard. And I ripped that off and I put it and I made a vision board. Now, it wasn't to be a regular on the show. I didn't dream anything like that was possible. But I felt that somehow I was destined to support her voice, that this was somebody who had a unique voice, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be part of it. I wanted to support her. And that was my only goal. Put it on there. Stuck it behind the china cabinet. Woo! (laughs) It's still very exciting. It's getting exciting in here. (laughs) Put it behind the china cabinet. Forgot about it. And no, then, is that key to vision boards? Yeah. Hiding, hiding them so you don't see them? I'm going to dig mine. I tell you, it did say you should forget about it after oh, okay. you do it. Don't right. obsess over it. I'm going to dig mine out it. and see if I won an Oscar yet. <laughs> 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 well, my agent calls and she says, so they want you to be a regular. I said, damn, why didn't I put an Oscar on there? <laughs> <laughs> Darn. Now, you said something that caught my ear because Uh-oh. I'm curious about this and, and people of your caliber. Are you curious yellow? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that is a reference to an artsy film from you the can't, 70s. This, again, we go Swedish. back to senior sex. Believe me, I am hot. <laughs> well, I'm sitting next to you. I don't know where you were a senior. I guess maybe that's wrong. If, you went, if you went and watched that movie back then, it, that, that's some hot stuff. But you mentioned something that I thought was curious. You said you went into audition. Yes. Does Is that what you, were, you had a chip on your shoulder about? Because yes. honestly, because... If you don't know what Beth Grant can do by now, you're not paying attention. <laughs> what am I right? saying? Right? Like, <laughs> people go, I don't know if I should have Beth Grant in this part. Well, really? This, this is the, this is the thing is that my agent had mistakenly uh, told me that Greg Daniels was producing the show. And I said, well, Greg knows me. I did King of the Hill. Uh, I did a couple episodes of The Office. He mm-hmm. knows me very mm-hmm. well. I said, if, he, if I have to audition, then I don't think I'm right for it because he knows me well enough to know what I can do. And then they call back. They said, oh, no, he's not. We we were confused. He's not producing. He has nothing to do with it. And I said, oh, okay. So Mindy doesn't know me. So, you know, my episodes of the Yeah, but at the same time. Yeah, but not everybody. No, but, I mean, it feels like somewhere in that process, somebody should have taken somebody aside and said, you know what? Actually, Beth has acted before. Here are 187 (laughs) things she's done. That's what she was saying. Take a look at one or two of them. Bart, she was saying that she went in there all piss and vinegar with a chip on her shoulder, and that's exactly well, what that's Beverly that's that's how she got the part. Maybe oh. it was a plot. <laughs> it could have been. Maybe they planned the casting director the whole time. Let's really piss, piss her, her off, <laughs> and then she'll give us her. But and I here got, we are, inviting you on like but suckers. I was the casting director for 30 years, too, and she oh, okay. was a good friend. And she did something I've never had done at an audition ever. She casting said, couch, right? She, uh, yeah. That was Senior, sex. Senior sex. <laughs> Senior sex. I got a reputation. I got to live up to it. <laughs> she said, let's give Beth a prop. Beth needs a prop. And I was like, a prop? You know, I just it's not something you do at auditions. She brought me a little bowl of almonds. So I thought, okay, <laughs> I'll give you a prop. And I took that almond, I threw it in the air, caught it in my mouth and chewed it and kept on talking. And I think that's why I got the part, because oh, I was wow. pissed off and she <laughs> gave me that prop. So after I was made a regular, I sent her like a basket full of all different kinds of almonds <laughs> <laughs> in gratitude, because who knew that being pissed off would get me the role. But uh, it, it's such a great role. I mean, the lines are so... And then that first pilot, my favorite line was, they said, don't you have any dreams? Don't you want to do stuff? Yeah, sometimes I dream that uh, I'm the den mother for a sheik's harem, you know, making sure they don't escape and have a side business, waxing them and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> How 
do you not love that character? Is that who wrote that line? I should ask Mindy exactly who thought of that. In stuff. <laughs> Probably her. I want to know what the in stuff is. <laughs> right? Waxing them in stuff. I know what the waxing is. So Beverly is being revealed like a little flower. Yeah. We're finding out all kinds of things about her week to week. So. I love your relationship with Ike's character. Oh, I think yeah. you guys are fantastic. Because you're He's always, always shushing me. As wild yeah. as he is, I'm too much for oh. him. No, I was going, no, no, Beth. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say that during uh, the Oscars, I liked that campaign they had. It was a credit oh, yeah. card. I can't remember. With Mindy? Yeah. Oh, American Express. That. Yeah. Man, that's inspiring for Isn't women inspiring? who aren't yeah. like a size zero and blonde. And you don't wait to get discovered. Like when you said the yeah. word discovered, there really isn't. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's all about work. And that shows it because mm-hmm. no one works harder than her. And in fact, we work, work, work all morning. It's lunchtime. I go to my trailer. I pass out. I'm so exhausted. She goes to the writer's room. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's what it takes. That's great. If you want it. So, yeah. Well, I, I got to tell you, the, the, I think this, if, if I didn't know anybody on the show, and uh, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have gravitated to this show, but uh, since since I do know Ike, and, uh, and now I know one of the editors, and actually I've uh, uh, worked on a film with your DP years ago as well. Oh. So I like I know a couple of people on the show, so I'm very supportive of the show. But really interesting because the cast is all super unique characters, yep. and for the first season, it was uh, interesting to because you can't sort of sitcom eyes Mindy's type of character. She's not the annoying neighbor. She's not the mm-hmm. this and this. So she's so unique, and, and just watching them find the voice for all the main leads is really interesting. They've come a long, long way, so that now. Any line they say, you're like, oh well, that's so Mindy. But mm-hmm. but early on, they were they, it was interesting to watch them try and find it, and now it's just a completely unique show. It's I'm really impressed. Yeah, at the, at the Kevin progress. Riley was really uh, gave us time to develop it, and I think it's it's something that you don't always get from studios. But I, he really believed in her. Somebody could have been really rough on, on the show as it was developing and finding its voice, and it really did find its voice. Yeah, it oh, really did. I know this will be fun. I, I never know who to tell this story to, but I can tell you because you'll appreciate it. So uh, last year I was trying to get out of doing theater and they keep getting sucked back in and I got a gig up north in Sonora doing the Pump Boys and Dinettes and it was a you know two women I had all these songs and played guitar and that was awesome however it was five and a half hours away from home and I would only get two days off a week so I would come back and drive down and see Paul and my dog and then drive back up there and I was always really homesick when I got up there and I was living in a trailer and what kept me sane was I discovered the Mindy Project. And so whenever I would get back there, I would open up my laptop because there wasn't even a way to get cable or anything. And I'd watch it on the website. And when I hear bump, 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 it just made me happy. I was like, oh. oh, that's so great. And so you kept me company when I was up there with all the, you know. I love that. All by myself. Well, we, have the, we have the greatest mm-hmm. fans in the world. And my husband's cool. a big fan. And men like the show. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what my husband's always saying. It's not a girly show. No. We think we need to let men know that it's, I mean, like one time we were at this big Hollywood party. And across the room, I hear my husband saying, Chris Messina is the only real man on television. I mean, he just <laughs> loves There Chris. is noth- nothing sexier when he did that strip tease. He is so <sighs> sexy and hot and hot. funny. and. An authentic and New I, Yorker. I love He's his a relationship real voice of New York. with his mother. Yeah. It's so attractive Rhea and adorable. Who's so great. <laughs> and turning around and doing the newsroom, too. Pretty impressive. Yeah. He's yeah. great. He's so great on that show. He is great. Yeah. Well, uh, what was the uh, 
about Julia Childs, Julie and Julia. Yep, yep. Yeah. great in that too. He was. That's when I first mm-hmm. discovered, and I went, "Who is that guy?" And then I've been tracking him ever since. So I was so thrilled. He's on that yep. board behind the uh, your behind your your china closet. She has <laughs> yeah. that a picture of Chris, and then well, I got yeah. to be in his movie. In fact, the way I got faults, the one that's opening this weekend at Los Feliz Three, and on iTunes, and on iTunes, <laughs> uh, it was because uh, Chris gave me a little cameo in the movie he directed called Alex of Venice, which comes out. Oh. Uh, March 14th or 15th. And um, Mary Elizabeth Winston is the star of that. And so she oh, and I wow. bonded and got to know each other. And she asked me to play her mom in the movie that she, her husband directed. Riley Stearns, the great director, Riley Stearns. Hey, look at you with the, with the transition to movies. Because I want to get on to these yeah, movies, best movies, pictures movies. you were in. Oh, gosh. Well, first one was Rain Man. Let's play a little clip from that, actually. Oh. I always sing this is what it Oh, wait, that's to. not it. That's not it. Is it? I know what I'm Donald Clemens from the A.C. Nielsen Company. <laughs> <laughs> You're familiar with her work? Nielsen, uh, you mean the TV rating? Yes, ma'am, that's exactly it. Now, you've been selected as a preliminary candidate to become our next Nielsen family in the Tri-County area. Well, my husband's not If selected, you'll share the responsibility for shaping television programming viewed by our entire nation. Who's he? That, 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 that would be my partner, Mr. Bainbridge, who does several... What a bad line. <laughs> oh, boy. That's it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What is going on out here? That's right, ma'am. I like you. I'm very sorry about that. That man right there is my brother. And if he doesn't get to watch people's corn in about 30 seconds, he's going to throw a fit right here in your porch. And you can help me, or you can stand there and watch it happen. Well, we like to watch cartoons. You think he'd settle for that? Yeah. Cut, to the, cut to them Thank watching people's court. Yeah, all the kids watching people's court. Thank you for playing that. That touches me. To oh, yeah. oh, oh, a great funny. movie. Wow. Well, and what a classic scene to, yeah. to be in, too. Oh, the, so great. The, what yeah. rival do the right thing for most quoted movie by me and my friends uh, years ago? <laughs> that was, that, uh, that, time, back that was a highly quoted one. Yeah. And yeah. to this day, lifelong friends with Tom Cruise? Uh, well, I can't say that we hang out. No. <laughs> but you he, and I have that in common. We do love him. <laughs> <laughs> but we both love him. Uh, right, yes. He is the greatest guy. He was so professional and so funny. And we improvised a lot. I mean, I thought I was the star of the movie. We shot so much. <laughs> I, was, I got that said, four minutes? That's it? After all we shot? We did a lot of improvising. It was a writer's guild strike. So the script was delivered oh. what we call, here's a, a technical term, wet uh, <laughs> at least they used to use that before computers now what would they say instead of wet I, what's that supposed to mean uh, like mimeograph like mimeo- oh, oh like that quickly like the ones you sniff they, <laughs> at midnight just before you know the strike gotcha. started at 1201 ah they hit print wow. so yeah. we, i never got a full script they only gave but us back to tom cruise so back to tom cruise <laughs> i love that you love him because i, I just him. when my my father died right after rain man uh, was uh, released, and Tom Cruise wrote me a personal handwritten note. Of course he would. And yeah. I mean, sensitive, thoughtful, and I you know who's a- not surprised by that? Me. <laughs> you really do like it. I, you know, when he won me over, Beth, I, I always enjoyed him as an actor, and I've always said this about him as an actor. You've never seen a Tom Cruise movie and said, "Well, that would be better without him in it." It might be a bad movie, but what it's never point. his never his fault. Yeah. But when he was walking the the rope line in some premiere in France. And that guy squirted him in the face with the flower. That's when he won me over because he handled that with such cool and such calm and such. He is pretty cool in that moment. And he's such a great human being in that moment. And he buried that guy. But at the same time, yeah. he buries that guy. And he. <laughs> Why would you do that? Right, yeah. I come over Why here. I give you, you my time. I, I take here, my. You know. Time. You think that's funny? <laughs> and there's like people rushing in to pummel this guy. And Tom gives him like this Jedi. No, no. 
I got it. Yeah, yeah, totally. I got it. Hold on. I am going to solve this problem. And then he does. I'm going to Obi-Wan this. You're a jerk. And then yeah. off he goes, yeah. turns around, yeah. starts waving oh, then, immediately. Yeah, immediately is the friendliest guy ever. So that's, 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 that, cool. that's when he really became something for me that uh, he's on my cardboard board now, yeah. behind the sofa. I would love to work with him again. He also got me a, a meeting with Jerry Bruckheimer and um, Tony Scott. Oh, uh, nice. And who else was in the room? Another big producer uh, for the movie that he, where he met Nicole Kidman. Days of Thunder. Oh, yeah, Days yeah. of Thunder. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ended up cutting the part. But I had a great. He set that up. I didn't even know about it. My agent called up, and back then I was not known. Yeah. yeah. And my agent called up and said, "You have a meeting <laughs> on a movie." <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Did Tom call? I'm, I forgot to tell you. She's like reading these names. And it was a small boutique. Uh, boutique's a nice word. Very small little agency. And it just blew her mind. You know? That's great. Wait, your favorite movie. We'll get to your favorite movie of all time in a second. Mine is Raiders of the Lost Ark, a, pro- a product partially of timing. My number two favorite movie of all time. I always seen this is what it come to. Yeah. Three got years ago, taste. I pre-visioned it. Man, three years we've been married. Three years ago, I said them very words. No and good. Here we are. 90 degree heat. I got the cancer. And look at this. Not even my home to go to. We're going to El Paso, Texas. You know how many people I know in El Paso, Texas? That's how many. That's how many. <laughs> <laughs> Holding up the big zero. That's, of course, from No Country for yeah. Old Men, my uh, second favorite film of all time. Yes. A absolute masterstroke Masterpiece. of complete Masterpiece. control of every facet of a movie yeah. by the producer, director, and writer, yeah. the Coen Brothers. Yeah. How were the Coen Brothers? <laughs> oh, my God. Everything you would want them to be. Oh, everything. everything I, I knew wa- it. Everything I wanted them to be and more, and I think it's their oh, masterpiece. I that's mean, overwhelming. It's just I, amazing. I had always loved Miller's Crossing was always my favorite, but mm. now this is, I guess if I had to choose one movie, this would be my favorite movie, and it sounds like it's only because I'm in it, but it's not. My, how many times have my husband and I seen it? Ten times? Twelve times? Wow. It's one of our go-to movies, mm-hmm. like Godfather 1 and 2. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I love that one of your go-to movies is one you're in. Yeah. 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 Lucky am I? That's so great. How lucky am I? Just go and pop that thing in that I'm in. I'm so lucky. I told you I was lucky. But on any level, do you not remember that? Do you just, uh, is it not part of your thought process? I forget it all the time. I feel like a loser all the time. I feel like everything I ever No, like when you go to put the movie in, you don't actually have a thought where you go, well, I'm in this one. You just watch it and go, oh yeah, that's right, I'm in this one. That's cool. Best Picture, 2007. That's all you're thinking. This is a great movie. Yeah, right? we, we that, do. Th- we think of it separate from me. Or we do you really say, do. "I don't want to watch one with me in it tonight"? No, never that <laughs> oh, okay. one. Why would anyone say that? <laughs> there, there's several that I might not want to watch that will go unmentionable. But uh, you mentioned, uh, of course, played Kelly McDonald's mother in that, who in, is in, fabulous. We got along yeah, she's so great. great. I just love her to death, and it was a fabulous experience. And the one big day, we finished four hours early. I mean, they're so organized. Like you mm-hmm. said, complete control. It's already edited in their minds. Yeah. By and, Roderick Janes. And, the, <laughs> uh, and don't you just love that? Yeah, and that yeah. they alternate. One is, is the director and one's the writer, but they really, of course, do both do everything. And they both oh, give you they notes. Oh, do they I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's well, cool. n- now they can say the Coen brothers. For a long time, you couldn't say directed yeah, by... Yeah, they got they, it changed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Changed. In fact, Ike Barinholtz and David Stassen 
are now, you know, co-directing on Mindy. But David had to take the credit the first time. I took it the second time. Oh, wow. And, but they are talking to the Writers Guild, Directors Guild, and hopefully. And I think Seth Rogen may have even sent a note in their behalf oh, as well. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. How many episodes is, are Dave and Ike directing They've this season? They've done two this season. That's fantastic. I think two. They might have done three because they did one that I wasn't in. So maybe they've done three, but at least two. That's so great. And, and also, terrific. They're, they're oh quite a God, team. Oh, my God, they're so good. Yeah. It's like Daddy's in charge. Because we know them so well because David's on the set all the time. Ike's obviously always on the set. And they went to great school set. together. Like, they've been writers they're for, I mean, how fun would that be to be, you know. Oh, with your best friend Yeah, and your it's partner. so great. It worked out just perfect. And when they're doing it, we all are just so relaxed. We feel so happy, and we'll just do anything they tell us to. And they can they can write on the fly on the set too, because they're improvisers. Yeah, they do. There's probably a lot. They're of always that. giving us alternatives, you know, throwing in alts, and which is really fun. I get so tickled sometimes because it's I've just heard it. I hadn't had time to process it. It's so it's kind of hard to get it out sometimes. It's so funny. <laughs> They're just brilliant, demented, and brilliant. Let me play a clip from another best picture you were in, uh, The Artist. Well, that is a great score, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't know it is. I don't I, mean to. I, I, no, that's a great score. I get yeah. the joke, but that, that yeah, won the Oscar <laughs> for a score, right? Because that's a I hope great so. score. And great you know, score. when he uses Vertigo there, when, yeah. he, when he goes in and he discovers that she's the one at the auction that she, that she sent uh, the butler and me to get all the furniture and stuff, and he realizes it, that's what he, they played it on the set. Mm. And my reaction was supposed to be that I got tears in my eyes watching him do this well i didn't have to act it was so brilliant i thought then this is a performance for the history books but i still didn't think anybody would see it i wasn't even going to do the movie my husband thank god loves silent movies Mm. and i said oh i don't think this is for me i don't know how to do a silent movie and he said are you kidding me? (laughs) Because I'm very physical and animated and expressive. And he sat me down. He put in Charlie Chaplin's City Lights, I think, or a montage of Chaplin movies and made me watch him. And I'm watching him going, oh, yeah, that is what I do. (laughs) And so thank God, thank God, because it was the most wonderful ride. Harvey Weinstein treated me like a queen. I was included in all the promotion and the festivals and the red carpets and the parties. It was just I'm not fully versed on the bad rap he gets. I know it's out there somewhere, but, man, I think that dude is the biggest champion of movies. Oh, the biggest champion. And I love listening to him talk about the stuff. Like, he, he, you know... August Osage County, anything Tarantino, whatever, all these movies get written to the awards by, by his sheer will. And I think it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who would have done uh, Django? <laughs> it's not Harvey <laughs> Weinstein. Imagine pitching that at him. Yeah, well, yeah. we're going to have, you know, uh, cowboy music and uh, blazing titles go across the front. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a lynching. And then there's dogs <laughs> chewing human beings. It, and then know, there's, you know. Does it have Don Johnson? I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, I Don Johnson. Yeah. And Don Johnson. Oh, so I wonder if Tarantino gets any notes from them. Because, I mean, the, he built Miramax with Pulp Fiction. It's like, it, once he turns in a script, no matter how insane it is, I wonder if there's a single note well they really love each other i think they're very close i'm not sure i haven't seen them in bed together right but i do think that they are very close and respect each other so i'm sure that there's a collaboration i want to do something because we don't have someone in here we haven't had anyone in here as the the list you have on imdb so just briefly we'll go through some of these titles we'll do the thing they do i'm going to go through a title and you tell me what you thought when you made the movie so we'll do that for a few of these pearl harbor <laughs> Did I lead with the wrong? Wow, that's <laughs> no. I love Michael Bay. Michael is my husband is uh, close to him, and they have they've done several commercials together. And I did a commercial with him, 
And uh, but the funny thing that comes to mind, first of all, I'm hardly in it. I'm cut, and frequently I get fan letters that say how much they love me in Pearl Harbor, and I think. Where was I? Could you point that out to me? Because I didn't really see anything but the back of my head. But um, but I did enjoy working on it, and I did enjoy the money that I received from it uh-huh. very much. I love Michael good. Bay movies, and I write to everybody who is in one on IMDb. Yeah. That's, that's you get the letters. You get a few of those. But uh, he, um, he said to me that on the set, he, uh, he came over and he said, uh, uh, do that thing that you do. And I, oh, when I act? And I'm going like, what? And he said, you know, that, the, that way you talk. Talk like that <laughs> with my southern accent. <laughs> well, he can't formulate words, the director? <laughs> he just thought I, that was my deal, you know, like that was my shtick that I went around. We much like his shtick. Is but I was up. very grateful for that job. He paid me handsomely, and the residuals keep coming, and it's a great big movie. What would you say is the primary people. difference between him and the Coen brothers? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I can, you I can, can abstain. <laughs> no, I can simplify this for you. On a scale of Tom Cruise... <laughs> Tom Cruise being ten. Tom Cruise yeah. being Tom Cruise. Where are the Cohen brothers? Oh, they're right up. They're right up there. Tippy top. Okay. Tippy top. They even give you the storyboards. Oh. You get your sides in the morning. They have stapled to your sides the storyboards, so you know if you're in close up background, mm. you know exactly what the shot looks like, which is such a gift. And you also know, hey, I got this thing I want to do. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is already yeah. brilliant. But here's the beauty of it. Here's the beauty of them. At the end of the day, they say, anything else you want to try? Oh, nice. Mm. And stupid me, no, I never had anything. Uh, I was just so thrilled to be in this particular script, this particular movie. And I had not, I had planned to, I had a uh, when I'd done the tape. Oh, I do. I should tell you this story about the tape, though. I first had to audition for the casting director. Then she brought me back to meet them. Had a great audition. Great meeting with them. Felt like, I think I got this. Didn't hear for two months. Finally, I hear they want to see me again. And they want to put me on tape this time. And I can't go. And I mean, I can't go. I'm taking my daughter to a soccer ball uh, it's the Gold Cup champion, you know, the Olympic champion soccer team fundraiser, Gina Davis. I'm on the golf course. I mean, it is. I got to be there. There's mm. no way. I, can, I said, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And this is now everybody kind of sends their tapes in, but they didn't used to do that. Yeah. My husband said, we'll put you on tape. So my daughter read the lines. My husband taped it. And he was so determined that they get it. He hand delivered it. He didn't send it to my Yay! agent. He went to Paramount <laughs> Studios, yep. went in, put it on the desk. I'm just giving my husband yeah. credit. Now, for, you would recommend that for most actors to walk into the studios and put yeah. the tape down on the table. <laughs> That, is that, that, that's probably the most efficient way that's of getting way, cast. Yeah, it's the best the way, way to do it. That. Well, okay. now it's very different. Now all of that's very acceptable, and you just send the DVD, or you yeah. even send it online. You send a link. Yeah. And that happens all the time. But back then, it was a little more unusual, especially when you were in town. But they called Monday morning and offered me the movie. Thank God. I mean, I, but I had to choose. Uh, the commitment I had. There was mm-hmm. just no choice. And I wrote him a lovely letter, if I remember correctly, as well. But Did you go to the Oscars? No. But I did get to go to the premiere, and they introduced me at the premiere, which I didn't expect, oh, nice. which was a thrill to have them do that. And they, they did treat me very well. And uh, so, no. The Oscars. Broadcast, uh, Critics oh, yeah. We did get to go to Broadcast Critics Association. I was kind of like, you know. The B cast, you yeah. know, A cast. That's, that's, that's why I has. You never so know how, ca- how far down it trickles. Yeah, it kind of is like if you single card, it's about your credits, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had ch- shared card. 
with somebody really great. Steve, Stephen Ruth, I think, was my shared card. So who wouldn't want to have a shared card with him? <laughs> and like in Little Miss Sunshine, I was shared card with Brian Cranston. Oh, you right. know, nice. so that's no insult. You know, <laughs> yeah. awesome. But it does change. It, it does. It, it there is a line, and and with Screen Actors Guild ensemble awards which i've been fortunate enough to be in two little bit of sunshine and no country for old men they we don't get the statues uh. you, ha- you only get people that get the statues or the single cards so when they say credits don't matter they can matter if yeah. you want that statue if you want that unisex guy <laughs> the actor i don't know what he is or she is they call him the he- saggy we, <laughs> we, we got certificates. Michael was also, an, my husband was in Argo, so we have three certificates for Best Ensemble. That's but cool. You were in Argo? No statues. And he was fabulous. He was a very tired that's bureaucrat. My favorite picture. <laughs> of, that's good. my favorite picture yep. of 2013. Uh, I have to talk about it. 2012, my favorite's lucky. the artist. You we're guys are, very lucky. What an acting dynasty in your house. Right what is going on in the grand household? <laughs> well, we were making babies. Our daughter's the one that's really, she's six feet tall, Glamazon, that's graduating from Juilliard, and she's going to be the one. She wants to, and she wants to play superhero. Nice. Ah. So let's have We need someone happen. to play Dazzler. Um, we're going to green light the Dazzler. You guys the, are uh, just in like one gold disco. covered movie after another. Tell me about City Slickers, too. Oh. <laughs> All right, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I, I, no, let me tell you okay, something. Okay, go. I the legend of Curly's Gold. I was breastfeeding at the time. I mean, Talk I slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Not the reaction I said. I love you guys. <laughs> Wait, were you breastfeeding Billy Crystal? <laughs> Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, Amen. Uh, but I, I was, it, it was very hot, and the studio wasn't air-conditioned. They just had the pumped-in air and the tubes, you know. And we had to dress in winter clothes. And it was – my husband made me have a uh, – what are those little things that vibrate that we used Beeper. to have? Beeper. Vibrators. And it was – it was with the, <laughs> He is Irish Italian. Quick, text me more. (laughs) (laughs) I had, it was the first time with the baby, I had this little beeper. And, you know, at the time we were all making fun of them. We thought only doctors should have them. We didn't know we were all going to have them and then cell phones and Mm -hmm. then everything else. But (laughs) so I remember in the middle of a scene, it went off and it started vibrating. I thought I was having a stroke. (laughs) I thought, I said, but I'm going to finish the scene. (laughs) And I did. But recently we were at a critics thing for Mindy. And somebody taps me on the shoulder, and I turn around, and it's sweet Billy Crystal. And he was so happy to see me. It was like Michael was with me. It was like he was this sweet little boy happy to see this old friend that he used to play with. And it it was I was so touched by that. I also did a series that he produced and directed, I mean, and wrote that Michael McKean starred in. I can't remember the name of it, but Hmm. I played Michael McKean's secretary. And so we had worked together twice, and uh, I just loved working with him. He was fun. And I got to play a New Yorker. Nobody cast me as a New Yorker. That's true. (laughs) I got to play as a New Yorker, so... I got a story for everything. Keep them coming. This is great. This is great. We love this. This week, we all watched a clip where uh, where you died in Speed. Oh, I've died many deaths. <laughs> I, Speed was a particularly good one. You exploded. Oh, I yeah, you exploded. Well, I did my own stunt, oh. and I was very. It happened by accident. And when I thought about it later, I thought, "Why did I do that?" They had a stunt woman for me, but it started with the uh, first. Uh, Keanu did his own stunt. Of course jump, he did. Cool breeze. We love big fans here. And Keanu, then, Keanu's uh, name translates it, to cool breeze, so we only call y'all him are fans cool of breeze. Keanu's oh, dad. Oh, yeah. I don't say nothing bad oh, about no. my Keanu. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. No, love don't worry him. About it. Love him. I got a. I got John a Wick. 
Two words, John Wick. <laughs> Holy shit. And this was his first, you know, uh, superhero. Well, not yeah. superhero exactly, but. Oh, but no, the action hero. Boy movie. Action yeah, hero. Yeah, that was a, uh, that was a I big remember action. going by him to the costume fit and he was sitting out there and he was all buffed up. And I said, This is so exciting that you're doing this kind of role. He said, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. So paid sweet. Off. Paid off. It paid off big time. Yeah. That's, That's an introspection you don't expect from Cool Breeze. So. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. I'll tell you another. This is a bad story on me, but I'm going to tell it. I don't even know if you know this. Uh, but I was at a, a cocktail party one night at, a, at the old Colony Bar, and uh, it was a long table, and half the table was chatting, and the other half was chatting. And I thought I overheard them each telling their sexual fantasies. <laughs> I <laughs> thought I, I overheard. <laughs> so I without asking, you interrupted, right? <laughs> well, then suddenly they turned and looked at our end of the table. And I said, oh, well, I guess I'll go first. Keanu Reeves in a black T-shirt on the washing machine. <laughs> and there was this... <laughs> Oh, and God. then all of a sudden they realized what I thought they were saying. I never, I can't remember what it was they were actually talking about. And they got that this was a sexual fantasy for me, so I was quite the fool. We're, we're but, talking about the Mets. Uh, yeah, something, something. But anyway, it was quite a big laugh there. After a few martinis, everyone was thrilled with that information. But I do love him like a brother. And just for, I'm from the south, and you know how we are with our brothers, right? So. Especially on the washing machine. Washing machine. Yeah, I'm giving you an X rating tonight. Perfect. (laughs) Good. Uh, Well, let's go to a time to kill with Sandra Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock again. I've done four four, four movies with Sandra Bullock. I've been blessed to be in four movies with her. And that's uh, at least two with Joel Schumacher as well. Yes, and uh, could have been a third, except that I was doing Speed. Ironically, Jan Debont, his DP from Flatliners, which I did with him. I was uh, supposed to. I was in Flatliners. Oh, my God. I came back to life. <laughs> That's awesome. I was, I was the mom that came back to life after losing her baby. And uh, with Julia Roberts. She was with Julia. Yeah. My other favorite oh girl actor. I we, love her, too. So she was great to me. Very kind. Very sweet. I really, uh, I've had good experiences, honestly. I think people are as nice as can be in Hollywood. People are, people are wrong about us. We're really good people. <laughs> Did you see in A Time to Kill, or even in Speed, that one day Sandra Bullock could win an Oscar? Or were you surprised when she goes on the, the blind side? No, I knew she was going to win. I knew it was her year. I knew it was her role. In fact, John Lee Hancock, I had worked with him on The Rookie, and he called me and wanted me to put in a word for him to her, which, of course, I was happy to do. I said, but I'll tell you right now, she's going to make up her own mind. She doesn't care what I think, <laughs> but I will happily email and tell her what you a great You two are experience. both from the South. You talk to her for yeah. <laughs> Talk your way. You got a way of talking. But um, I, I did know that that was her role. And I don't know that I think she has said uh, in interviews that she was very nervous the first few weeks, but I was never nervous. I knew she was going to go all the way. I just knew that all the elements had conspired. And I always thought that she would be the biggest movie star in the world. I did think that. I didn't think in terms of awards, but I, I, she, I knew she had it. And Hawthorne Jameson, I saw it at the same moment in the bus. She was out on the um, street with craft services, and there were a lot of kids hanging around. And she was giving them candy, and they were dancing. We would put on music and dance a lot. She's a great dancer. <laughs> and she would do salsa and stuff. And she was dancing with the kids I'd and like giving them candy. That. And Hawthorne and I were looking at her, and, and Hawthorne said, she has no idea what's getting ready to come. And I nodded, but I was mm. thinking, I think she kind of does. Mm-hmm. I think 
inside her this destiny was calling and you know I think that that she was up for it she had already produced plays that made money Mm -hmm. an equity waiver in Los Angeles she had made money producing a play so that she is hard was, to do. we know how hard Probably that is. Probably more of an accomplishment than winning yeah. an Oscar. Yeah, so she was. She really was on it. You know what I mean? And yeah. she she sent her sister to things that she probably wouldn't want me to talk about. But she was very supportive of her sister going to law school, and you know she. But it was not a surprise when she popped up as the lead in Speak. She'd been in Demolition Man and I think something else where it was just like she just popped out of the scene she was in. Hemingway, like she, wrestling she was Ernest just, Hemingway, yeah. wrestling Hemingway, Re- yeah, with yeah. Robert Duvall. And I think Robert Duvall had been one of the people who had uh, suggested her to them, or certainly Stallone and that crew from Demolition Man had said, she's a joy to mm-hmm. work with. We loved her. And she's just, even in the small roles, she's just so clearly a star. So when she popped yeah. up in Speed, it's like it feels like she's been leads in movies already, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many here. The Dark Half, White Sands. Oh, The, Man, the Rookie. Man, Man. great. George Romero. The uh, fla- How about Flags of Our Fathers? You worked with Clint. Clint. I got to work with Clint. And uh, he was very sweet to me. He just kept giving me more work. I mean, I, I Did think you I, the rookie? I think I was uh, Flags of Our Fathers. Oh, okay. John Lee Hancock was the rookie. Oh, oh, oh. But you know what? Clint would have liked to have directed the rookie, I bet, had he gotten that script, right? I have, to, I have a feeling other thing. directors drive him nuts because he's such an efficient director that like, when he's being directed by someone else, I just can imagine him going, oh. Well, I'm sure you've I'm sure you've heard this. He does a call action. Oh, and yeah, from the guy who's on here for the American Sniper. It's, it's very specific. The, yeah, sometimes the AD does, but not always. Yeah. My first shot, uh, Jesse Bradford, and uh, he started in the scene. He and Melanie Linsky, and they're walking. I thought, oh, we're, we're rehearsing. So I walk. I thank God, stayed in character, did the little walking up to the porch and had a couple of improv lines or whatever. And then he said, okay, moving on. I said, moving on? I didn't know that. I like, that was on film? So that was my first Clint Eastwood experience. But then oh, wow. he just kept giving me more and more days and flew me to Chicago and got to stay in the Four Seasons. Oh, and I like that. It was yeah. really nice. Of course, you know where I went for breakfast, Dunkin' Donuts, because I got class. <laughs> That's all right. I they had, I, at the time, Dunkin' Donuts wasn't national, and they had one down the street, and mm-hmm. I was so happy staying at the, at the Four Seasons, walking with my Dunkin' Donuts bag. <laughs> Well, you know, when you're yeah, on the East Coast, here. yeah, it's still not out still here. Not so here. when you see that, it's like, just oh, opened home. in Santa Monica. Oh, yeah. But that's still on the other side of the world from here, yeah, from well, Burbank. Like three hours. So far away. <laughs> oh, but I love Chicago so much. And I, I had worked there twice before. And uh, so it was just a thrill to be there and to be. And the White Sox had just won ah. the series. So the town was insane. So when the a, Cubs win next year, think about how crazy it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be crazy when the Cubs yeah. win. I have hit a Wrigley Field. You did what? You did? I, I'd hit a ball oh. in Wrigley Field. Oh, Fred cool. Willard and I Fred were doing Willard. promotion. Fred. I love Fred Willard. Awesome. I love Fred Willard. And he, of course, is a huge Cub fan. And he, Cubs fan. And he wanted to do a promotion with him. And we lined it up. And I was with him. And they let me hit a ball. That's so cool. it was great. I don't have a picture of it. How did I not get a picture of that? What a bunch of fun adventures. Yeah. You know, hop in here and hop in well, there and you get to hit a ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to uh, your favorite movie of all time. We ask every guest who comes on the show. What's your favorite movie of all and time? And it has to be one. Does it really, really have to be one? Now. What's your favorite movie now? That's what we offer. Today. Say. If it has to be one, it is No Country for Old Men, uh, which sounds so self-serving, but I swear to God, it's You're not in a great why. movie. It's a poetic <laughs> masterpiece. It's just, it's like the Bible. It's got, you know, God yeah. versus the devil. If you had said Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor would have been self-serving. But, I, <laughs> but can I tell you some of my others? 
because I love. I do, I do have some favorite, like Five Easy Pieces remains one of my top films of all time. Jack Nicholson's I've, never been better. I've tried to watch that a couple times. It's I can't. Very seventies. Yeah, it's a, well. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's one of those seventies movies. Sure. Yeah, where it's very very challenging. Lois but. Smith is so good in it. Ralph Waite's so good in it. Karen Black was phenomenal. Uh, just I want you to hold give the that another chance. Yeah, there's that scene. <laughs> yeah. And what that else? waitress, God bless her, huh? Yeah. That's that's her claim to fame. I want but, you to hold it between your knees. Right? Isn't that the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. And then I like <laughs> Godfather 1 and 2, just like everybody else. How could we not? They're perfect. Perfect. Indeed. Uh, and we do like Casablanca. People come in here with that one all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that one doesn't, I mean, it, it ages. Obviously, it's a classic movie. But, boy, you pop that in and, and it's, it's pace time. and storytelling. You're just like. Could have came out yesterday. I was trying to think of some of the ones we like. Uh, Doctor know, Strange Love. Oh, that's a great film. Like that a lot. Recently, I've seen. I saw all the movies this year: foreign films, documentaries, everything. Wasn't this a particularly good Oscars year? It was yeah. to me. Yeah. I thought it was great. And they, there was a foreign film called Tangerines that I didn't hear a lot of people talking about. That was made in Estonia of all places, and for six hundred fifty thousand dollars. And it's, hmm. I think, a pretty perfect film. Yeah. And so it was nice to know that we're still making great movies that might be. I think it could be a classic foreign film. And Tangerines? Tangerines. Now, there's also a tangerine that was shot on an iPhone that was at Sundance, which is about oh. two transvestites. Different film. Okay. Ah, this yeah. is about the war. starting to hear about that <laughs> one. about the war in Georgia. Very different. <laughs> yeah. For my money, it was Whiplash. But yeah. I loved Whiplash. That movie's so great. Oh, my God. I would put it. Yeah, that's definitely shot to the top of my list, too. Yeah. And, um. I sat on the edge of my seat the whole time watching that. Is I mean, for especially for creative people, yeah. because I think we have to not that we have to bludgeon ourselves the way that he was bludgeoned by that coach, but mm. we do have to suffer for our greatness. It, every time I've there have been a few times in my career where I felt that was great, that was great. It may just be a moment, but every time I've had to really peel away a lot of. It, a lot of layers and go deep hmm. and as my husband says reveal my soul and it's painful and it takes that kind of discipline that kind of coach even though I hopefully I do it a little nicer to myself yeah. like I just made a joke on the set the other day about it and Mindy says I talk very kindly to myself and I thought, <laughs> and I thought you know that's good maybe I need to be a little nicer to myself because I'm more like J.K. Simmons and I think maybe there is a lesson to be learned there yeah. that I do need to learn to do it in a nicer uh, maybe way maybe you gotta cut your wrists open and bleed for you. Uh, not my tempo well there's that old saying would you be friends with somebody who talked to you the way you talk to yourself no. right mm. yeah that's a good one. Yeah, unfortunately, and probably I Probably not. Those days are gone. That's right. Those days are gone. I treat myself better, and I around people who treat me very well. For a long time, my husband tried to be nice to me and be of service to me for years, and we've been married for 20 years. And, and all that got you were two best uh, two, two best pictures, right? Yeah, that's, that's it. All. That's yeah. all. And Donnie Darko. Yeah, oh, Donnie, okay. I wouldn't have gotten Donnie Darko without him either, which is... Should I do that story or the 20-year anniversary story? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That, but on our 20th anniversary, I said to him, in all honesty, I think the first 20 years were the hardest. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and he goes like that. And because what I realized after 20 years was he must like me. 
because I know him. He's a nice guy. He's not a masochist, and he's still here, and he still keeps trying to be nice to me and do things for me, and I wouldn't let him do things for me. I would Mm. always be like, and now in that last nine years and almost 10 years, I've been letting him do things for me, and he likes it, and I love it. It's great. (laughs) See what you've been missing out the whole 20 years? You Bumping just, your own gas, taking out the garbage. And now I got somebody to do that. Appreciate me, and you know, and I, I think the kindness that Mindy's shown me too, and that she honors this. Oh, I like I watch the show t- sometimes, and I think, what the hell are they doing with this old lady on the show? <laughs> this is a show for young people, and they got, and but that she appreciates the humor and the color that I bring is thrilling to me. And I, I don't know that I could have accepted that as easily. You just have to allow, so they say. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allow the good stuff to come in. And surrender. But the Donnie Darko story. Please. Yes. It's also one of my one favorite one, films. Please. To, uh, yes. The, the I would like finale. to hear. Go ahead. Okay. This is the last one. Uh, was that I knew Jake Gyllenhaal since he was three years old. He was best friends with our twin blonde nieces, hmm. which he always goes, no brainer. <laughs> Already working in at three, huh? <laughs> they were they were best friends. And the first time I ever saw him, he was running across my brother in law's and sister in law's lawn and he's going, Maggie Sarah, Maggie Sarah with those big blue eyes. And I said to my sister in law, Who is that sweet darling child? She said, That's Jake, their best friend. So we always loved him and when they were in sixth grade we sometimes we would take him to soccer games or something and we taught theater games, Viola Spolin theater games for mm-hmm. six weeks. And so we take credit for his entire career. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and we just adored him. We always thought he was very, very special. And so anyway, my agent called up, an agent who's no longer with the agency, I might add. And the first thing she said was, uh, you don't want to do a play, do you? And I said, I might. (laughs) What is the play? Horton Foote. Gosh, yes, I might be interested in a Horton Foot play, <laughs> you know. Uh, and she said, "World premiere of a Horton Foot play." I said, Please send the script. Yeah. <laughs> she said, "We have to know this afternoon." And there's a script for a movie called Donnie Darko, and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. And I thought, "Oh, I guess I should read it if Jake's in it." And so anyway, they got it over as soon as they could. But back in the day, you know, we didn't have these fancy laptops. Mm-hmm. They had to deliver the script, so it didn't get there till late. And we were going on vacation. We were going to San Diego for the weekend. We never go on vacation. We had won it in a silent auction. Mm-hmm. We never spend that kind of money. We still don't. We, if we're on location, that's vacation. <laughs> well, <laughs> Absolutely. That works. So, yep. but my, and I said, well, I'm just not even going to read. I took the Horton Foot thing. I said, and then I opened it up, and it said something about mice feces. And I thought, oh, it's some teen movie, some crummy teen movie. Why is Jake doing this movie? I said, I'm not going to I'm not gonna do it. Michael said, you got to read the script. You're an actress. You have to read the script. Thank God Michael's here. I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, thank God. You see why I brought him tonight. I would have got through this interview. So He's so, over there going, keep going. Keep yeah. telling stories. So he, so he, <laughs> so they left without me and they said, you can come tomorrow. So I had a, a chip on my shoulder again. Good for you, the yes. script. I went out to dinner. Nailing those chip up. on the shoulder yeah. rolls. <laughs> I was thinking about Kitty Farmer. She certainly was uptight. <laughs> so I start reading it, at, let's say, at 10 o'clock at night. Now I start reading it. Oh, this is good. And I read it. And I start reading faster and faster. By the end of the script, I was standing in the middle of my bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, I have to be in this movie. I have to play this part. And there was nobody I could call. It was too late. And the cell phones weren't working in San Diego. So by the time I blew in to meet Richard Kelly and and Sean McKittrick, the producer, I was Kitty Farmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had on falsies. I had a scarf tied tighter on my neck because she was so suppressed. And I was like, rah, 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 rah. and... <laughs> 
I did the audition, and I was supposed to say about Sparkle Motion, you know, sometimes I doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. And I said, miracles in motion. And and then I said, darn it. I said, you just have to give me this role. And later, Sean said, I had the role as soon as I walked in the door. <laughs> I was such a hurricane. Fired up. I was anal retentive Kitty Farmer from the second I walked in. And that has turned out to be, I think, a masterpiece and a classic. Oh, and yeah. we've seen that 10 times, 12 times. So that that's definitely I was going to say with, with with the structure of that movie is that a good script until the last 5 pages yes. like <laughs> He knew exactly what he wanted it's like he had a vision yeah. he channeled that thing in 6 weeks he knew exactly what he wanted to look like which is why he could hold out not let someone else direct it and direct it himself mm-hmm. and then he found Drew Barrymore who let it happen yeah. and my theory about night Crawler, which I believe is the favorite here. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. I love that movie. What? I think that if Donnie Darko had ended differently and he had not sacrificed his life for the girl so that she could have a life, he would have ended up being Nightcrawler. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie Darko, gone a, a, uh, yeah. a sequel, semi-sequel, a, uh, what are you, a cousin of... Uh, a cousin, an Asperger's cousin. <laughs> well, there's just too many, but Crazy Heart, The Bad Words, To Wong Fu, Rockstar. Oh, there's so much to words. go through, but we but we got to get to the uh, end of the show, the way that we wrap up every oh. show Uh-oh. with yes, the celebration of the birthdays I... of those. <laughs> That's when you <laughs> take your shirt off. Go ahead. It's time for Karen's birthdays. Take it away. Let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Brian Cranston. Happy birthday, Brian Brian Cranston. Friend of the the show. (laughs) He turns 59 but can play anywhere from father of four in Malcolm in the Middle to father of blue meth in Breaking Bad as Heisenberg. Though it's hard to believe, Brian was not the first choice for the role of Walter White in Breaking Bad. The role was first offered to John Cusack and Matthew Broderick. Who Matthew turned it Broderick. down? Matthew Could you imagine Broderick. it with those guys? Thank you for turning it down. Right? Matthew Broderick, man, he I... sucks the fun out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, really? It's it's it's, uh, it's I wonder amazing. how the dark. I wonder how we do the dark turn. I know. See, well, it leads me to the interesting thing that AMC was not sure Brian could handle anything but comedy. So the darkness, wow. they weren't sure about it. So to convince them otherwise, Vince Gilligan showed executives an episode of The X-Files in which Cranston played a conflicted racist whose head may explode. The X then changed their minds. Wow. Ah. That's true. He is coming off Malcolm in the Middle. That's a yeah. bold move to, oh, yeah. to cast him in that Though part. I got to tell you, when I was doing my research for birthdays, I saw a clip of Brian Cranston singing in his tidy whities and in, I thought for sure it was very much like Walter White. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he looked great. And I always, when I see anyone in their underwear, I think of him. But what's so inspired about that casting is he starts as the goofy father, milk toast guy. Mm-hmm. And he's going to make this, this cha- so it's, it's, he it's makes perfect a change. that he's from to a guy middle, whose yeah. head may blow up. It's perfect for Vince Gilligan. <laughs> I'll tell you something about that, too. He did Todd Holland's student film at UCLA. And Todd Holland remembered him and cast him in Malcolm in the Middle. There wow. you, well, so you just never know. Note to self about student films. You never know. Yes. And then I got Donnie Darko because of Malcolm in the Middle. Because the same Todd Holland put me in Malcolm in the Middle, and they saw it, and that's why they called me in. So there you go. It's all, all about things, Malcolm in the Middle. Todd Todd Holland is the vortex. Of <laughs> I will keep that. Could you write that down? That He's the vortex. Todd Holland. Next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Ron Howard, who Aww. turns 61 but can play anywhere mm. from Opie to Oscar. We all know Mr. Howard from directing such popular films as A Beautiful Mind, Apollo 13, and Parenthood. 
But what movies did he not direct? Oh. I'm going to play a little quiz No Country for Old no Men. He didn't direct that. <laughs> he, didn't direct that. Uh, he also hey didn't direct Prancer. I will list the movies. <laughs> Darko. I'll Reindeer list games. the movies, and you say yes or no oh, whether or not ended? he directed it. So oh. let's start. You, you had to see this coming, Karen, right? I know. I like this game. Fury. All right. I don't think he directed Fury. Now, you can go one at a time. We can go this way if you want. Okay. Because I have a feeling you're yeah, going to well, know all start. these. We'll start with Lee. All right. Did he direct Million Dollar Baby? No. No. Or was he offered? Yeah, no, I know he didn't direct it. All right, good. No, he didn't. No. We just okay. started oh, is it? Did he direct it or not? Yes. Oh, okay. We, we just get the answer. Oh, I got yeah. that. I think we nailed that one. All right, <laughs> Cinderella <laughs> Man. No. No, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Which one? Yes, Cinderella did. Man. Yes, he did. Yes, do he did. Do we know? Yes, he did. Are you sure? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. He did. I don't know. He did. All right. How about Rush? Yes. Wait, Rush with Jason Patrick or Rush with, ah! Rush with Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> what a movie nerd you are. <laughs> Joe versus a volcano. No. And I'm a huge Joe fan. He did oh, okay. You're right. That yeah. was uh, John Patrick Shanley. Do you know that movie? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, That's a great movie. How movie? about The Da Vinci Code? Ooh. What? He did direct one of them. Uh, that first one was it? The first one? I know. He yes, did. he did. He did. Yes. No, no, he directed the second best Da Vinci Code. The that's right. Best I, could, I could play, but I'm having more fun listening to Bar play. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I How about Catch Me If You Can? Oh no, that no. was Spielberg. <laughs> How about Big? No. Penny, Penny, Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. This Penny is Marshall. fun watching Lee <laughs> play yeah, the Bar play the so game. Good. Yeah, yeah. How about Far and Away? Yeah, that was a um, Tom Cruise movie. Tom Cruise. Oh, I was thinking of... Tom uh, Foos. Come on. No, he didn't do Far and Away. <laughs> he did do Far and And lastly... The last one is Forrest Gump. No. No. Zemeckis. 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 All right. Yeah, I got sorry. one. Yes, yeah, say it. Ed TV. Yes. Okay. Oh, I, I saw that. <laughs> oh, okay. And lastly... Did he direct to Tom Cruise? Thanks for everything, Julie Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, let's switch to Barry. Ben Kidron. How do I know? Because I was in. He was in it. When he asked, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so wonderful. And lastly, let's switch a very happy birthday to the great Harry Belafonte. Oh yeah. Who turns 88, but can play anywhere from a vocalist to a vocal supporter of many political causes that he believes in. He was the first black performer to win a Tony, the first African American man to win an Emmy, and just this year he was awarded an honorary Oscar for his humanitarian work. And Lee... Actually, before we go there... Yes? You found a clip of him singing? What? (laughs) (laughs) I want to give him mad props because I saw a retrospect on the Oscars and when he won his Oscar, he was backstage and they, they talked about the political aspect of him winning an Oscar as a black man. And the, his answer to that was just the coolest, mm. most suave, debonair. Above, and with that voice. Yeah, and, ab- <laughs> and above it all kind of response. And it really just gave me chills. But you were asking me a yes, question? Yes, I was just going to say, you know, uh, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true. People are constantly asking me, hey, yes. tell me two interesting things about Karen Volpe. Number one, she cannot wait to have senior sex. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's going to be a long time, though, Karen. It's going to be a long time. You've got Thank a long you. time to wait. Thank you, Bob. Unless, well, let's switch with Paul. So, then you can have senior Yeah, you could have it this week. Yeah. I, I, I won't be a fan. <laughs> well, does, Bear, does Bill Murray qualify for senior? Yes. Is there you go. Six, that's your one right? sheet. Right. And then the other thing I tell people yes. all the time about Karen is she loves when celebrities sing. I do love it. And you're right. It was easy to find a song that he was singing because I love the Harry Belafonte. And I thought <laughs> this would be a great fun way to leave the show with a little Beetlejuice music. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Hey, just like the movie Beetlejuice ended. Right? <laughs> We're ending just like Who's that. Who's going to float in the air? 
<laughs> Michael <Beth>? floats in. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, uh... That wraps another movie showcast. Together we are the movie guys. Individually we are. Karen Bowlby. Uh, me. <laughs> I forgot that joke. <laughs> I forgot that joke. I want to shout out to Twitter at uh, Supermino. Loved that bit when we did it last week, so we'll bring it back. And you can follow us on Twitter at The Movie Guys for our daily jokes and links. Also, Facebook.com slash The Movie Guys, iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. Thanks to Beth Grant. Yay! And that's Best Grant actor on Instagram and Twitter. Nice. And I'll be posting pictures of this lovely Yay. Sweet. Yeah. I was wondering, uh, yes, where else we could find it. And, of course, the Mindy Project. Yeah. Yes. Tuesdays. Tuesdays. And we watch it on Hulu as well, so mm-hmm. it's up there. And uh, Faults opens on iTunes and in here in L.A. and other select cities this weekend as well. Thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Next week, we're back with what looks like a very Karen week. Yay. A Cinderella movie starring Lily James of Downton Abbey, and of course a new Liam Neeson movie. And we will see you there. I can make fun of all that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I believe you. Take off your shirt, Beth. (laughs) Rock your body, child. (laughs) Somebody help me. (laughs) Jump in the line. Rock your body in time. Shake, 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 Sinora. Shake your body line. Senior sex. <laughs> <laughs> Work your body right, line. Right.